Hello, and welcome to another fabulous and fantastic episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource that helps motivated individuals press on towards the mark of self-actualization using, of course, a blended tool set of old school wisdom and new breed tactics to help achieve this end. My name is Sim, I'll be your host, and today we're going to be talking about the power of isolation. Life is a game that's played with other people. You have friends, family, significant others, coworkers, bosses, partners, acquaintances, contacts, and the list goes on and on and on. And in addition to these people, it's also a game you play with yourself. Your thoughts, your emotions, your skills, your desires, everything. And... In fact, the only real constant throughout life is that we're the only ones who will be in it from the day we're born to the day we die. We are the only constant. So from that perspective, it makes sense to really get to know ourselves and get in touch with ourselves. And you do this through isolation. So with that context, let's get into the episode. So right off the bat, what first comes to mind when you think about the word, quote-unquote, isolation. You think of loneliness, exile, maybe even a mix of unpleasant emotions that you can't put into words. And if you think that, well, don't worry, you're not alone. (laughs) No pun intended. Lots of people think the same way as well. But I want you to shift your mindset. I want you to think of isolation as actually a good thing with a lot of power in it. Now, if you're an introverted person, isolation may be a bit easier to achieve because it's something you might naturally seek out. But regardless, it's just something that needs to be purposely created by each person or else it just might not happen. It's like meditation. And in fact, meditation can be one of the ways in which you isolate But like meditation, if you don't purposely try and do it, it's not going to get done. And to further illustrate my point about isolation, let's turn towards the dictionary for a definition. And I went to Merriam-Webster and their definition. And they describe isolation as, obviously, the action of isolation, the condition of being isolated. And I think there's more context in the synonyms itself. And the synonyms for isolation are aloneness, Insulation, privacy, secludedness, seclusion, segregation, separateness, sequestration, solitariness, and solitude. And when it you go down a bit more in that definition, it says solitude, isolation, seclusion mean the state of one who is alone. Solitude may imply a condition of being apart from all human beings or of being cut off by wish or circumstances from one's usual associates. Isolation stresses detachment from others, often involuntarily. So their definition of isolation is involuntary isolation. And seclusion suggests a shutting away or keeping apart from others, often connotating deliberate withdrawal from the world or retirement to a quiet life. So I guess in this context, it would be seclusion, but I still think the word isolation has a lot of power in it because of how stark it is. And as you can see from this definition, 
this isolation is defined as a sense of separateness, whether you call it solitude, seclusion, whatever, but it's a sense of separateness and it's a pulling away from, and it's purposeful. Some people are isolated because they don't have any close friends or family or for some other reason, and that's not what I'm talking about in this episode. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about being a hermit or being someone who can't create meaningful social connections. I'm talking about someone who purposely does this by themselves and does it with a purpose and meaning in mind. And if you look into the background, even even day to day of some of the greatest people in history, you'll see that they created purposeful isolation where everything just sort of faded into the background and it was just them and themselves. You can be isolated in a crowd you can be isolated when you're in the midst of a hectic workday, and you can be isolated when you're at a gathering of people, like at a party. I've experienced that myself, creating purposeful isolation in those environments. And an example of this isolation could be something like taking a trip by yourself to somewhere you've never been before, living on your own, meditation, like I mentioned, deep work on a project, so many things so many things you can do that can create isolation. What I'm talking about, obviously, like I said before, is creating separation, meaning you are separating yourself from the people or groups you normally associate with in order to do something. And why is this separation good? Why is it something that is kind of necessary in a sense in order to get things where you want them to be? Well, I'd say first of all, isolation or separation, whatever you want to call it, allows you to see who you really are in a sense. So much of who we are and what we do is dictated by other people. And if you think about it, other people can become your puppet master in a sense, which is kind of scary to think about. And in the last episode I did on five regrets you may end up having in life, I said one of them is living your life by hearsay, meaning you live your life according to the standards and opinions of other people. That's not to say you don't have valuable things to say, but if you really want to hone in on the vision and your inner voice, you need that ability to separate. And probably one of the biggest instances of this is when someone leaves their parents' house for the first time, whether it's going to college or going out to the world on their own. This is probably one of the most instrumental experiences someone can have because it implies a type of separation, implies a type of cutting off. At least that's how it was for me, and I know a lot of people can relate. And this separation, separating from your parents, is not out of malice. It's just a psychologically healthy and normal occurrence. You may be your parents' kid. They may have given birth to you, but you are your own person. At the end of the day, you have to stand alone. You have to live by your own standards. And that may involve seeing, not seeing eye to eye with some people, which is in this case, the people who raised you, which is pretty common. Now, the second reason isolation is powerful is that it allows you to develop things away from the eyes of other people. I know, and you know, and many people know that the world is critical, especially nowadays with our always on and connected world. There will always be someone who will have an opinion on what you do, and people will be quick to shower blame instead of praise on you. And it's so easy to bring people down with negativity, like incredibly easy, super easy. And it can get to a point where you don't really know what's real and what's not. You end up seeing shadows in a sense. And in my opinion, one of the worst things that can happen to a person psychologically is getting too big or too famous or too wealthy or having whatever too much of a certain resource too fast. So go and look at the lives of child stars, Michael Jackson being an example, or Amanda Bynes, if you're familiar with her, 
or people who are part of the Mickey Mouse Club or any of those people um, who just had a lot of attention when they were young. And even now as social media influencers, go look at their lives because many of these people have eyes on them all the time. And with that attention comes a lot of criticism. And when you're young, a lot of people just don't know who they are yet. So going back to point number one, it allows others to dictate who they are to them. This can be really confusing to someone who just doesn't know who they are. And to compensate, a lot of these people just end up getting into drugs or other self-destructive behaviors. What isolation and separation does is it allows you to develop in the dark, so to speak. So when you emerge from wherever it is you would emerge from, you have something to give, a jewel, a craft, an artifact. That way, when you do produce something of value, you know that it comes from you and the period of work you put in. And I believe there's a saying that goes, work when no one's watching and you'll show up when everyone's watching or something like that. So the second point of working in the dark, I think that's very important to come out with a um, jewel of some, of some kind because it allows you to craft that jewel in silence. Now, third, I would say isolation is for your own sanity. And if this sounds contradictory to you, again, realize that's probably because of the way you yourself view isolation and were told what it means. Solitary confinement, um, exile, all of that stuff, those imply isolation, and those are what's the popular concept of isolation. And this is what people think of when they say, oh, I'm isolated or someone's isolated and blah, blah, blah. But again, this power of isolation, we're talking about the power of separation. And this is a continuation of the other points where when other people tell you what's real, you don't get a chance to see on your own. You don't get a chance to experience things on your own. You don't develop your own internal sense of reality. Because of that, you start losing your grip on reality. Take, take the news, for example. Now, don't get me wrong. We need the news to an extent. We need to know what's going on in our environment. But today's news environment serves two purposes, in my opinion. The first one is entertainment, and the second one is confirmation bias. Lots of people, many people, use the news as a way to jolt themselves into feeling something. Feeling sad, feeling angry, feeling whatever you want to feel. You can conjure up a news story to create emotional reaction to something. Many people use the way use the news as some sort of way to confirm whatever viewpoints about the world they have, which are usually negative. And people use the news as an outlet for all sorts of emotions. It feeds all sorts of darker needs in a sense. Which is why, you know, the news is profitable because we pay attention to negative stuff more easily than we do positive stuff. But I'm getting off into a tangent here. But my point is, when you turn off the news or you keep your information diet minimal, it allows you to form your own opinions of what reality is. Granted, there are overarching objective things about reality, but let's be honest, much of life is subjective because we form a paradigm through which we see the world through our own experiences. Isolation allows you to focus on these experiences and come to your own conclusions. You get in touch with your inner self. So to wrap up, What are some keys to creating purposeful isolation in your life? Well, the first I'd say is to make a decision. Everything starts with a decision. In fact, the word decision comes from the Latin word decisio, I believe, which means literally to cut, 
When you make a decision, you are cutting off all other options and doing the only one you decided on for the time being, at least when you're doing that decision. But you make a decision to isolate and separate for a certain period of time, because if you don't do this again, it won't happen by default. So you make that decision. You make that decision to cleave away from the herd and back in the day, many, many, many years ago, many young men, and I talked about this in the episode on the warrior's mentality, many young men would be sent out away from the village, the tribe, or the group to go and prove themselves and to go into isolation and develop themselves as a man. And if you returned, you went out as a boy and you came back as a man because you developed yourself in that period of isolation. So as a culture, collective culture, mainly Western culture, but, you know, world culture period, modern culture, we sort of lost touch with that isolation going out away from the group because it's so easy to think in groupthink nowadays because of the way social media is set up. You can congregate opinions and go after people you don't agree with. And it's just a lot easier to fall into groups than it was in the past. In the past, it was a lot easier to be isolated and separated now it's a lot easier to, it is a lot easier to be connected with people. Sure, that's great. But it's also a lot easier to fall into the group and group think as well. So that's why it's important to make that decision that you're going to isolate and separate. Second, I would say have a goal that you're aiming for. So for example, if you're trying to start a business or work on a project, you need time to work on it, work on those things, usually time alone, and that involves separation. I remember when I was in my early to mid-20s, I had so many things that I wanted to do that required separation. There are many things that I had to turn down or push off to a later date because I knew they would shift the focus and I knew they would not allow me to create that separation. But what made it worth it is that I had something higher I was aiming at and I had a vision. I was staying true to the vision. Again, in another episode, I mentioned the vision setting you free. I stayed true to that vision. So that's what made the separation worth it. So second, have a goal. You need a goal that you're aiming for, something higher that will make all of it worth it. Then third and last, I would say paradoxically, is to let other people know that you do this or are doing this. So if you're young, if you're single, it's so easy to cloister yourself and go into hibernation mode. And if you have a family or if you live with other people, it's a lot more difficult. That's why you need that purposeful separation. Some people might think you were withdrawing from them and some people may take it personally and may confront you about it, but just let them know that you need a little bit of room and tell them what's going on. Tell them you're trying to create the separation. And if they have a problem with it, if they have uh, not just a gut reaction, but if they have a deep, deep problem with it saying, oh, I don't appreciate that. I don't like you having your alone time, blah, 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 blah. Then just know that that person does not have your best interest at heart and just know that, um, that's a relationship you should probably reconsider, but that's a topic for another time. So that's it on the virtues of isolation, separation, solitude, whatever you want to call it. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope this gives you some ideas to create your own sense of separation. And if you enjoy this topic and want more topics like these, head on over to www.unstoppablerise.com or write about topics at the cornerstone of psychology, 
philosophy, productivity, and self-improvement with a masculine slant, all in the attempt to help you live a more self-actualized existence. That's it for me. And again, I hope you have a great day. And remember, create separation. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in and listening in. I truly appreciate your support and your attention. It means a lot. If you like this content, go ahead and like the content. Go ahead and share the content with at least two other people you think would benefit. It doesn't hurt to spread the good stuff around, right? And if you're listening in on iTunes, go ahead and rate the show with a honest rating. This will definitely help the show grow. And I truly appreciate your feedback. So until next time, stay good. Take care of yourself. Take care of other people. And peace.